we are, we are going through a series of messages through, through Proverbs for the rest of the summer. And as we go through Proverbs, one of the things that we are learning is that there are words to live by. And the word to live by that we're going to be focusing on today is the word trust. And that song just goes along with it so well because what we, when we gather here, what we are doing is we are trusting that God is true and that God has conquered, that Jesus has conquered the grave and he promises us life, he promises us forgiveness and hope for the future. And so today as we look in Proverbs, we are going to see some reasons that we can trust. Now, I think that most of us have a difficult time trusting, and, and part of the reason why is because for many of us here, we've lived for a while. As we've lived for a while, we've discovered that there are some people that we put our trust in or some situations that we've trusted in, and we've ended up getting burned by it. Uh, I remember as a kid or as a, as a young person, I wanted to go out on a date, but I didn't want to tell my parents, and so I told them I was spending the night with uh, my best friend. And I said, I'll be over his house, we're just going to hang out there. And so I went over to his house, and I had, this is always a good thing when you're in high school, I had a midnight date. That's a great time to go out on a date. And so I was going to a movie, and for some reason, my mom decided just to call and check. And I told my friend, I said, if my parents happen to call, you know, this is the godly thing to do, just lie to them. You know, tell them that I'm just down the street, and I'll call them back. So anyway, so I went out on a date, and I come in about, you know, like 2 o'clock in the morning. That's always a great time to come back. And uh, my friend, the door's open, and my friend's sitting up on the couch with the lights on. And I walk in, I was like, what's going on? He goes, man, your dad just called. And I said, and what did you tell him? He said, dude, I couldn't lie to the preacher. So he just told him that I was on a date. And he said, it was Saturday night. Dad gets, you know, he preaches on Sunday. My dad's a pastor. And uh, he said, uh, by the way, your dad's on his way over now. So that was a great, great moment for me. Uh, so I learned then that I can't trust people. Uh, so, you know, so anyway, so, you know, we, many of us struggle with the whole issue of trust. And for some of us, it even goes over into a relationship with God. I mean, is he really somebody that we can trust? Well, today what we're going to do is we're going to look into the book of Proverbs. And as we look in Proverbs, we're going to see that one of the great things about our God is that we have a God that we can trust. And we're going to look in our text today, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, that's where we're going to be focusing today, is we're going to see some reasons why we can trust God. Now, most of the Proverbs that were written, as y'all might remember from a few weeks ago, they were written by King Solomon. And Solomon wrote the Proverbs for his son. He wanted to get him words of wisdom to live by. Matter of fact, back in Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, this is what Solomon said to his son. He said, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. So why, why, can, we, why can we trust God? You know, for some of us, trust is, is difficult because we've trusted in people before and we've ended up on the short end of the stick. Some of us are afraid to trust God because we're afraid if, if we actually trust him and then he lets us down. I mean, where, where do you go from there? If you can't trust God, I mean, who can you trust? And so today what I just want us to see is why we can trust God and what the Bible says. And the first thing that I see is that, that God promises to guide. God promises to guide you. Now, now look in verse number 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding." 
And if, if you look again at, at verse number 5, it says, Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not or do not rely on your own understanding. And that word trust, it means to have confidence in. It means to be able to rely upon, to be able to relax and to be secure in. And anytime you place your trust in something, you want to make sure that what you trust, that what you are trusting in is something that is reliable. You know, if you're going to trust in something, you want to know, if I trust in this, then, you, then it's going to come through for me. It's like a chair. You know, if you see a chair, you want to know, if I'm going to sit in this thing, I want to make sure that it's not going to collapse. Before I trust in it, I have to know that it's a good chair. And, and I'm sure that we can all think of things in our lives that we've trusted in that, that didn't quite work out. Um, I, I was at the beach last weekend, or last week, and as you probably can tell by how tan I am. And uh, so one, one thing that I don't do very well is I don't tan. Uh, I turn red, and that's all that happens for me. Now, that, as a kid, that used to bother me because I always want, everybody was tan. They always looked good. You know, mom, my mother, my mom and sister, they, they just get so dark. And so that, there's something wrong with me because I am like, I, don't, I must be adopted. And you know, I'm Casper the ghost, and so mom would make me lay out, which was horrible. And she, should, she could be in jail today because of that. And so she would make me lay out, and I'd get fried, and I was just miserable, and then they came out with this tan, you know, tan in a bottle. Y'all you know, remember that stuff? Yeah, I was so excited about it. I was like, for the first time in my life, I'm going to be a golden brown. And so I got this tan in a bottle. And y'all remember, it just, it would smell so bad. And so, you know, and I, I rubbed that stuff all over me. And I was like, for the first I'm going to be so tan. You know what happened to me? It turned orange. It was awful. I mean, look, I was covered in Cheeto dust. And so that was a, you know, it was a product that I trusted in. But it was a product that didn't come through for me. Now, now, what happens to us in life is we discover this. People fail. We discover that life throws us curveballs. But then I, I look into our verse today, and what does our verse tell us? Our verse tells us to trust. Now, I want you to look in verse 5. Who are we to trust in? The Lord. It says, trust in the Lord. Now, the question I have is, well, is he trustworthy? If I trust in him, is, is he going to be faithful? Is he going to come through for me? Well, the Bible tells me that God is trustworthy. We're told in Joshua 23, 14, it says, You know with all your heart and all your soul that none of the good promises the Lord your God made to you has failed. It says, Everything was fulfilled for you. Not one promise has failed. Guys, when God makes a promise, when you look in Scripture and you see the promises that he makes, what you discover is that when he makes a promise, he keeps his promises. Hebrews 6.18 tells us it's impossible for God to lie. Now, if those things are true, then what does it mean for us? Well, what it means is that God is a good bet for us. That for us to trust him is something that it, it's worth doing because as we look over and over throughout his history, we discover that God is always faithful and true. And as we trust him, the Bible says that God will guide our lives. He will guide you. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That word beforehand means ordained. You know what that means? It means that, that before you were ever born, God had ordained the path of life for you. 
that he wants you to walk in. God has a direction for your life before you were ever born. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you by my eye. Now, that, that's tremendously encouraging to me, but if I'm going to be guided by the Lord, then it's important that I know Him. If I'm going to follow the directions of God, then it's going to be a good thing for me to have a relationship with Him. You know, for, for those of you, um, if, if you were like me, I'm sure that your parents had chores for you to do every week. And I'm sure that there are probably some of you who are like me, that whenever your parents told you to do something, you might, you'd probably say, yes, I'll do it, but then you kind of put it off. And they'd come back and say, hey, you need to do this, and then you'd put it off. And, then, and usually for me, it's like by the third time when they would say that, that I, I knew I better get up and do it, or, or there, somebody's head's going to be cracked, you know? And, and so the question is, well, the, now how did I know when to respond and when to actually get up and begin to do stuff? Well, it's because I had experience with my parents, and I knew that if I didn't do what they said, then eventually there's something was going to happen to me. Now, I knew that through experience because I had a relationship with them. Now, I think for some of us concerning God, there's sometimes when we sit there and we say, you know, why doesn't God ever speak to me? Why doesn't God ever give me directions in my life? And it's not that God's not giving us directions. It's just that we don't have a, a, enough of a relationship with him that, that we, don't, we don't even know what his voice sounds like. Guys, if, if we're going to hear from God, then we have, to, we have to know what his voice sounds like. Now, that's, that's, why we, that's one of the reasons why we, we gather together for worship it's so that we can we can sing our praises to god and that we can call out to him prayer and that we can look into his word and we can look at what the bible says so that we become familiar with what god has to say and then as you become familiar with what god says and it's very it's very it, it's it's much easier for us to understand how he wants us to live and what he wants us to do and, and we discover that god has has good plans for our lives Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. His plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, now the first reason why we can trust God is because God promises to guide you. That's why we gather here, so that we can hear what he has to say. That's why we look into scripture, so that we can get to know him and know what his voice is like. But another reason why we can trust God is because God's guidance is provisional. When God guides you, God provides for you. In verse 5 again, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. And I want us to look at that second part of, of verse number 5. It says, Rely not or lean not on your own understanding. And, and a part of trusting is a willingness to give up control. And I know the way that I typically operate with God is I get something in my mind, and I think, God, this is what I want to happen. Okay, so God, you take this and you make it work. But that, that's, that's not me trusting in God. That's me calling for God to trust me. When it's supposed to be the other way around. I am supposed to be willing to lay aside, you know, my, my desires and, and my wants and say, God, whatever it is that you want of me, God, that is what I want to do. And, and to do that comes down to humility. It comes down to laying ourselves aside and, and going with God's guidance. Say, God, I'm no longer going to follow me, but now I'm going I'm to listen to you. You know, that happened in Acts chapter 9 with the Apostle Paul. Paul's on the road to Damascus. 
Y'all remember Paul used to be, before he was a, a follower of Jesus, he was a guy who, he, I mean, he killed Christians. He's on his way to Damascus, and, and you might remember the Damascus Road experience. God sends a blinding light down and gets Paul's attention. It blinds him. You know how Paul responds to it? Hey, God, what do you want me to do? You know, the guy who used to persecute followers of Jesus, all of a sudden, when he had that experience with God, he begins to say, Lord, not, not what I want to do. Lord, what do you want me to do? Now, you might say, well, I'd do the same thing if God sent a blinding light down from heaven. I'd respond to him like that. But here's what's interesting to me. Examples of God speaking like that are so rare in the Bible. You know how God typically speaks? In just a gentle voice. You know, God typically speaks in a, in a gentle voice, and if we're going to hear him, then it's going to come down to us sort of, you know, eliminating the noise of life all around us an example of him speaking in, in a small voice is in first kings 19 it says after the earthquake came a fire but the lord was not in the fire the lord didn't speak in the fire and after the fire it says there came a gentle whisper that, that's how god spoke to the prophet elijah it's how god speaks most of the time with us the man it's hard to hear a gentle whisper when there's a whole lot of noise going on around us. Now, we live in a time when there's a lot of noise around us. You know, I mean, think about it. It, it is hard to just get away from stuff. I mean, we have these, gosh, we have these, uh, these smartphones. And we, we were, our family was down at the beach together, and Emily's uh, brothers and their, their children were there. And it's just natural to, to grab that phone you know, and you sit there and you're talking to the kids and every one of them has their face like two inches away from a screen. They're just sitting there, you know, d d typing away. And then, we, you know, I'm sitting there and of course I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we're down, we were down at, um, at Edisto, which is just, I think, just north of Egypt. And, you know, there's, you can't get anything down there. But, but I, you know, I can pull out my computer and I can pull up any movie I want to. Um, I, can, I can have contact with anybody across the world if I have a computer. There is so much noise in our world today. But it's our responsibility to begin to shut down all the noise of life so that we can listen and hear the voice of God. Now, how do we do that? Guys, well, one of the things that's so important for us is to have a time every day where we communicate with God. Where we have a time every day where we shut down all of the noise and we look into God's word and we, we read it where we take time to say, God, what do you have to say? See, Jesus said this in Revelation 3.20. He said, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Jesus is always speaking. But it's up to us to hear him. Now, can, can I trust, can I really trust God? You can trust God because God promises to guide you. God's, God's guidance, it's provisional, he provides. The final reason I see that we can trust God is because God's guidance, it's very practical. When God guides us, it is so practical. Uh, look with me in verse number, see verse 6. It says, think about him in all your ways, and he will guide you on the right paths. Now, the way I learned this verse is it says, Trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. 
Now, whenever a person talks about following after God or listening to God, it, 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 it seems very strange to the world today. I saw a political pundit talking about a presidential candidate. And he said, this is a man who does not believe in evolution. He believes in design creation. And he, he was saying it derisively. And he said, is a man like that qualified to be president because of his beliefs? Now, you know, I think, you know, it's, we, we, make it, we make it sound strange. If, we're, if a person follows God, that it's something that's impractical. But whenever I look in our verse today, King Solomon, who is considered the wisest man who lived, he shared with his son there's a very practical reason to follow the leadership of God. And again in verse 6, it says, Think about him on, on all your ways, and he will guide you on the right paths. Now obviously the foundation for placing your trust in God is acknowledging his rightful place in your life. Uh, if you look in verse number 6, when are we to think about, when are we to acknowledge God? Or where are we to acknowledge God? Well, in verse number 6, it says, in everything. In, in all your ways, you acknowledge Him. You pay attention to God. Not just like, you know, I, for me, there's times when I, I will pay attention to God in just little snippets of my life. I'll pay attention to, what he, to Him, you know, on Sundays, the Monday through Saturday. I got it. You know, I'll pay attention to the Lord in just little parts here and there. Now, if I do that, you know, it, it is very difficult for me to have a real tight relationship with God. If I'm just, you know, if I'm just sort of pick and choose in different times when I'm going to acknowledge Him. God, God wants all of your life. He doesn't just want a piece of it. God wants to direct everything about your life. He wants you to trust Him in your everyday living. And there's a practical reason for it. And at the end of verse number 6, it tells us. At the end of verse number 6, it says, And he will guide you on the right paths. Acknowledge him in everything, God will guide you on the right paths. That, that, when it talks about guiding you on the right paths, what it's referring to, it's talking about a road that has a lot of obstacles on it, a lot of debris on it. It says, as you acknowledge God, God will help you navigate around all the debris and all the garbage of life. You know, I, I, um, I am not really all that great at having a natural sense of direction, which is why my favorite app on my phone is the map app. I just, you know, you just type in where you want to go, and it, 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 just, it tells you what roads you're to, to travel on. If the traffic's bad in a particular area, I mean, you can set up your phone to where it'll give you another path so that you can avoid, so you can avoid the, the, <coughs> the traffic jams. Well, that, that's what God is for us. He, he's like, a, in a very real sense, he's like a, a, the map app where he says, Look, you follow me, you trust me, and I can help you avoid the traffic jams of life. You follow me, I, I can level out the roads in your life so that you'll arrive at the destination that you want to arrive at. That's why Jesus said in Matthew six thirty three, he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, now what, is, you know, what is that in reference to? What are the things that are going to be added to us? Well, in the preceding verses, it lets us know that as we seek after God, it's that one of the things that we receive from Him is we receive peace. We, we receive joy in knowing that we are living a life that honors God. Now, now let me share with you how that's worked in my life. As I have sought God, I, I've seen God work in my life. And I can share with you an example of that in my own life with my, with my vocation. 
when I was in college, I, I, had a, I enjoyed college. I had a good time in college. I, I wanted to spend my time in college just, you know, sort of like living for me, having a good time. And I did that. But there was a sense of, of, of emptiness, though, that came with that. Saying, I can't just do this for the rest of my life. I mean, I, I, want, I'm, I desired purpose and knowledge about, hey, what's, what is life supposed to be for me? And so I made a commitment. I said, God, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm seek, seek after you. I want you to lead me. I began to read scripture. I began to pray. And just said, God, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. God, I just, I, just, I just need some guidance from you. And I really sensed, it was during my senior year of college, I sensed that God was leading me in, into, the, into ministry. That scared me to death. But I finally just said, you know what, God, I'm going to go with it. I, I believe this is what you're calling me to do, and so I'm going to trust you. And so I took the leap of faith, and after I graduated from college, I entered into seminary, and here's what's happened. In the last 24 years, God has opened doors for me to be able to serve. And I can look now where me or where I, me and my family are now, and I can say, you know what, I, I really believe that I am doing what God has called me to do. And there's a sense of peace with that, satisfaction. Now, that, that is, your experience doesn't have to be my experience. Some, some of you, it, it doesn't mean that everybody in here, that God's calling everybody in here to be a preacher. Man, I hope not. Because if that happens, there's not going to be anybody here. Uh, but there, it could be God's called some of you to be you know, teachers, to be firemen, to be business people. Whatever it is, God calls people into many different vocations. But whatever it is that God is leading you in, and wherever God has gifted you, trust it. Trust Him, and then go with it. And as you, as you begin to trust in what God has, where God is leading you, where God is opening doors for you, here, here's what I really believe. God, God will bless you. And, and you, can, you can trust God. You can trust God in the way that He's gifted you. You can trust God with the doors that He'll open for you. Why? Because God says, I'll guide you. God says, I'll, I'll provide for you. God lets us know that he's like, listen, the advice and the, the direction I give you, it is practical for your life. So here's the final question. Do you desire for the paths in your life to be straight? Do you desire for the paths in your life to be smooth? Well, if you do, it begins with you saying, Jesus, I will trust you. I'll simply trust you. And as you trust him, as you trust the direction he gives you in life, the Bible says that he'll make your path straight. Now, does it mean that you'll understand everything that God leads you in? No. As a matter of fact, our verse again says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You trust where God's direction is, where God's leadership is. And say, God, I don't know but I'm going to trust you. And God says that he will bless your life. Now, it could be there's some of you who are, who are floundering as believers with where you are right now. And it could be that this can, needs to be a time where you just simply bow your head in prayer and say, God, today I am committing myself to seeking you first. Could be you, met, you might need to make a commitment to him. Say, Lord, I th- I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to read your word, that I'm going to pray, that I'm going to listen to you. And then you're going to acknowledge him in the decisions you make. And wherever you, wherever you live life, you're going to say, God, I'm going to acknowledge you in all that I do. So what I'd like for us to do is we'll bow our heads. And it could be some of you today as believers who simply need to call to God and say, God, I want to seek you first. 
above all other things. And God, I pray that you will give me peace as I seek after you, as I learn to trust what your word says more and more.